Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. This episode of Writing Excuses has been brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash excuse for free trial membership. This is Running Excuses, Season 4, Episode 24, um, Random Storytelling with James and Julie. Yes. Dan, tagline us. 15 minutes long, because you're in a hurry, and... I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not that smart. Okay. We he, he um, just w- proved our tagline. <laughs> <laughs> Have returning one of our favorite people ever, James Dashner. Say hi, James. Hi, James. Okay. Uh. And um, we also have Julie Wright. Julie, have you ever been on our podcast before? No, I haven't. Well, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. So in like just a few seconds, tell us um, about what your books are. James? Uh, I have written The Maze Runner, which is a trilogy, and a series called The 13th Reality. Julie? I write young adult, uh, mostly contemporary, but I have some fantasy and science fiction as well. Okay, excellent. Do you have a title they can go find? My Not So Fairy Tale Life. Okay, excellent. Um, and once again, we thank Dungeon Crawlers Radio um, for doing our technical stuff Woo-hoo. because Dan and I are stupid. Yes, um, they are. All right, we are going to do a weird podcast this time. Uh, we had a wonderful reaction last time we did something like this where we turned uh, weird news stories into, uh, into actual stories. And this time I've had the audience throw a bunch of random concepts at us, and I am going to k- take three or four of them and throw them at e- the other guys and see if they can turn it into a story. Now I'm going to put two requirements on you. Number one, we're going to try and keep these from being silly. All right, that's going to be difficulty number one. Curses. Because you just blew my mind. Now you can be funny. I, I can do this anymore. But let's stay away from being just completely ridiculous and silly. We're going to try and treat this like a, a, a real story. Um, number two, start digging for character. All right. What, last time we did this, someone actually sent us an email and said, "I love that." Let's see if, but I would like to see you take the next step and start building characters into it. And so. Take the concepts, start talking about a story, but then I will ask you what types of characters you would set in that story and what their conflict would be, all right? So let's okay. just see. We're going to go ahead and take, um, take several of our uh, favorites. We're going to do an accountant for a church mixed with contact lenses that make your vision go more poorly when you put them on, mixed with brain implants. 
Oh, wow. All right. An accountant wow. for a church, hmm. contact lenses that decrease your vision, and brain implants. What kind of story can you make from that? Dan, you're first okay. because, you know. Are we building right, the then. same story? Or? You can do whatever you want. You can Add build on off to of mine, his. We do whatever. You can come up with your own. I'm going to start. Okay, this is a religion that is based around uh, brain implants, cybernetic implants. Uh, where the more you have, the more righteous you are. That actually increases your spirituality by, having, by replacing your brain with, uh, with electronics. And so there's an accountant who works for this firm and who is working on their books, but someone, because of another conspiracy that they're trying to attack this church, uh, they replace his good contacts with bad contacts in order to produce more clerical errors. Okay. Clerical being a pun in this case. (laughs) And nothing is more frightening than clerical errors. Uh, Okay, I think uh, there's this this guy who is really weird as a child, and he's very reclusive, and he just, all he can do is play with numbers. Okay. He loves numbers, and it starts to become a religion to him. Okay. And weird. and every year he gets a little stranger and a little weirder and he doesn't shower he doesn't brush his teeth he becomes this disgusting little kid okay. he's kind of creepy and numbers have become a religion to him so when he gets older he's also a super genius <coughs> and he figures out a very simple way to implant a device into someone's brain where if he can just touch them this little nano thing will enter their skin and go into their brain and uh, make them worship numbers like okay. he does. Okay. And, uh, so is this, is this an anti-hero or is this the, the, the antagonist? Who is this person and what is, what is their conflict? Well, I think this guy actually is the villain. Okay, okay? this is the villain. And he, he thinks he's doing good because he thinks that numbers rule the universe. Okay. That everything, that emotions and and everything in the world can be brought back to numbers and be figured out. Okay. And so he's trying to save the world when in reality he's brainwashing people. So, so how did the contact lenses fit into this? Oh, I forgot about the stupid contact. He has really bad vision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, and, uh, see that's, that's just cheap. Yeah. <laughs> You're just throwing it in now. No, no, the, no contacts, yeah. the contacts come around in book two. Oh, contacts. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. All right, Julie. What I'm going to go first? off of Dan's. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got this this fabulous little accountant working for the church, and and he's got a lot of righteousness. That's why he's able to work for the church, mm-hmm. and so he has lots of implants. His his brain is just almost bulging, kind of this horrible, disfigured sort of head, with all these implants, and he's he's just very excited about it. But because of this horrible conspiracy. And he's making all of these errors. They, to punish him, the church has now started removing his implants. And he needs to solve the conspiracy in order to maintain his level of righteousness. Okay, so it's like flowers for Algernon, except weird. <laughs> except psychotic. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right. Let's so, so now, one other direction we could take this yeah. is if brain implants are there to increase your uh, sensory perception, then it might increase it to the point where you have to wear contact lenses that ruin your vision because your vision's just too good. Your okay. eyes are too sensitive. Okay. And it becomes it's, sensory it's like overload monks, at that point. The monks right. in the Middle Ages whipping themselves and right. beating themselves. Oh, you wear the contact lenses mm-hmm. to make... That makes... That, they'd that would have work other little well. things for like to, you know, uh, hearing aids that actually reduce your hearing so that you're not deafened by every little sound. 
Mm-hmm. Or to make you, you know, seem less holy. It's a way of being humble. Mm-hmm. Is to, you know, when, yeah. All right, all right. So who is this person? Again, dig deeper. His, his conflict is that someone swipped his, swatched, swapped his, con- or given him contact lenses that make him, no, wait. No, what's his conflict? What, what is this guy's yeah, conflict? what's this guy's conflict? You okay. had it before you messed it up. Yeah, I know. you messed up the conflict. I what totally is, messed it up by person? adding this other thing. Um, Again, this, this guy is, the, yeah. uh, he is very, very humble. And that's why he wears these kind of, you know, modern techno hair shirts that he puts into his eyes and ears and nose and stuff to reduce his sensory perception. And uh, he, so, and so he's very humble. And James, what happens next? <laughs> well, since I think my story's better, I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> I was imagining in my story uh, a main character who... He's actually quite the opposite of this mad numbers priest. He has a very unnatural fear of numbers Okay. as he grows up. So numbers terrify him. And he has some bad experiences in school because they use numbers a lot. And you start to build empathy for him. That's kind of how we build his character a little bit. That it's, it's Not only does he have this fear of things, but he's also outcast because of the fear. And... What could be worse to this kid than this religion taking over the world through numbers? Okay. And so right. he. Is so they're the, in the same the same story now. Um, no. Could you? I can't remember. It's because he's telling his own story. He's he's no, that was my own story. story. Yeah. And I still haven't brought in context because we're still not in book two. Yet. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Let's do another one. Let's do another one. Let's see. Um, a hell for English majors, um, mixed with a key that can lock any door. Oh, Can't love. open any door, but can lock any door. Give me a story based on those two concepts. I and think the accounting thing was hell for English majors, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, weren't we just there? <laughs> so, Julie? Oh, no, I don't want to go first. Okay. Let's give that back to Dan. Hi, Dan. Oh, take my it word. away. <laughs> okay. The, uh, the, what are there, nine circles of hell? Seven circles of hell? Uh, you can make up any Okay, there's actually watch. 17 circles of hell, because okay. we haven't discovered some of the others, because at the time that, you know, Dante's Inferno was written... We didn't really have English majors yet. And uh, so we've discovered that there is a hell for English majors. There is a circle of hell for people that drive ice cream trucks. Um, you know, several other hells that are kind of the more, you know, the people that say they're going to come repair your air conditioner between 2 and 5, and then they actually don't come at all. They have their own circle of hell. Um, and they, they, they use a special key to keep these people in because... The, the borders between the circles of hell are more fluid than we think they are, and so the devil has a key that he uses to, to lock them in. And then that key gets stolen because one of the minor imps wants to lock somebody else somewhere else. And so now all of a sudden these doors are un, unlockable. And uh, the they're open. Are, are so running the English majors are running hell. rampant through the, you know, the telephone repairman hell. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, hell in general is just so confused that when new people die, there's no room for them, and they stay on Earth. Okay. All right. I'd like to complain that his story is too silly. Okay. <laughs> the, 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 the complaint has been noted. It'll go on his permanent record. I'm, I'm imagining that hell is this huge mansion. Okay. That I know there's a story about this. I can't remember what it is. That just goes forever. Room after room, hallway after hallway, uh, door after door. This mansion goes on forever and ever. And these poor English majors all find themselves having been sent to hell because 
they have read books about this sort of thing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and they wear contacts, too. <laughs> <laughs> this is book um, two. No, but, but anyway, the fascinating thing about hell is that the demons who are chasing you, the only reason they can chase you is because they can go through door after door after door. Even though you're running forever, they can keep chasing you. So their goal is to find this magic key that can lock any door to keep the demons out. Okay. Julie, you got anything for us? I, I'm... I'm sorry, James. You're this going is nothing with Dan personal. Again? I'm going with Dan because his is way more fun. <laughs> I, I'm doing ice silly. cream trucks. That, that's that's funny. <laughs> ice cream truck. I, I'm going to go yeah. with that. Uh-huh. So I'm thinking actually of, of the other hell where you've got the children who go to candy stores. This is candy store hell. And they're stuck with English majors. So you have a lot of, of, of children who are eating extra candy and a lot of English people who are smart. And they're all interacting together and, and they're living in their own hell and so the key is necessary in order to get rid of the children who are demon spawn. <laughs> okay. So, so yes, there's I a circle of store. hell that's full of fat, greedy children and really pretentious college yes. graduates. <laughs> that's my hell. <laughs> no, I, I, really, I actually really like this concept. I'm going to take it um, and not go as silly. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spin off of Dan's and just say, you know, what if a bunch of English majors decided to stage a revolution of hell? Um, the doors that, you know, the key that locks the doors has been lost. Um, all the different People can get into each other's different hells. And who are these people, these English majors, you know, these, these literary, ty- literary types who try to stage a re- revolution, try to take over? What are they going to do? And that's, that's the story that you could, you know... Well, see, and it could work because the English majors, having read Dante's Inferno, they yeah. know how each circle works. Right. And therefore, they know how to get around it. Right. It's, you, could, you could take it heist, A-team-ish, because nice. they know... All of these, they've read it, you know, way too many times. Mm-hmm. And they've read all sorts well, of books. Would be fun to refer revolutionaries as well. So they've got all these revolutions. They've got lots of, you know, backstory that they can, information that they can go off right. of. It'd be fun also that they kept referring to famous works of literature and, and how they figured out what to do at certain. That would levels. actually be a lot of fun. Kind of like you yeah. do with your little references in Alcatraz, <laughs> which was also fun. The the thing about this, and again, this is a podcast for writers, and the reason I do these these ones like this, where we where we brainstorm, is I kind of want to try and show the process of writers and what we're looking for. And this this one turned out really well because um, number one, Dan made us laugh, and it's okay to make us laugh. When I said not silly, I didn't want it to be ridiculous. There is you can have comedic elements and still tell a serious story. Um, but what I like here is we've got conflict, and we've talked about conflict, and you know you would think that hell innately has conflict, but it doesn't, at least in a storytelling terms. If there's no change, there's not as much conflict. People being in hell is not a story. People escaping from the hell they're supposed to be in and getting to other people's hells, there's a story there because there's going to be friction. There's going to be conflict between characters and archetypes and different things like this. And then on top of that, you need to lay a goal. What do they want? Obviously to get out of hell, but what is that? If you lay the the idea of a revolution or if you lay the idea of maybe it's told from the demon's viewpoint, they want to find this key because everybody's getting mixed up into everyone else's and they've got all these English majors driving them crazy. Oh, you know, you're not supposed to be doing that because in this literature it says, you know, something like that. Um, could work. But the thing we haven't done on this one is a character. Who is our character? Who is this story about? Maybe someone who was sent there accidentally. Okay. Sent accidentally to hell. Maybe, yeah, okay. The, the, there's a whole story there. Heaven got full and they started sending people to hell by accident, yeah. you know? <laughs> I mean, you can imagine... I, I, think, I think what makes a character immediately accessible and, and makes you feel empathy for them 
is when something bad has happened to them that, that you, you know, either feel sorry for them or you can understand. Right. Or you feel bad about and want to see it reversed and Mm -hmm. things made right. Um, And then depending on how they treat that conflict or situation, either with humor or with sadness or whatever makes them who they are, makes you fall in love with that character. Hey, writers. Are you thinking about learning a new language? I think exploring the world, experiencing other cultures, and being able to communicate with people outside your everyday experience lets you create richer, better stories. A great way to do that is with Rosetta Stone, a trusted expert for over 30 years with millions of users in 25 languages offered. They use an immersive technique which leads to fast language acquisition. It's an intuitive process that helps you really learn to speak, listen, and most of all, think in the language you're trying to learn. They also feature true accent speech recognition technology that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's like having a voice coach in your home. Learn at home or on the go with a desktop and mobile app that let you download and access lessons even when you're offline. And it's an amazing value. A lifetime membership gives you access to all 25 languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Japanese, and, of course, Korean. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Writing Excuses listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let's pause and do our advertisement for the week, um, book of the week. Julie, will you tell us about uh, the book that you were, we were talking about? Uh, it's written by Carrie Ryan. It's called Forest of Hands and Teeth. It is a brilliant book. I strongly suggest everybody read it because, hi, it's about the zombie apocalypse. What's more cool than that? I was actually halfway through the book when I realized it was, in fact, about zombies. I didn't realize it because it was so beautifully written and it's just so well done. And so, yes, go to your... yes. Audible, Audiblepodcast.com Audible. slash excuse. There you go, what he said. And go there and, and get this book immediately because you will love it, I promise. Okay. And useless trivia, it's the same publisher and editor as my book. Really? <laughs> wow. That's pretty cool. Um, all right, let's do one more of these. And, you know, with an eye toward helping new authors see the process, um, I'm going to throw, let's see what we got here. Something really good. Um, janitors are trying to take over the world, and um, they are going to be stopped by a superhero with no arms. And it can't be silly. Oh. <laughs> you know, I actually, in a, in a role-playing game that I played once, I had a janitor whose superpower was that he could take his arms off and throw them at people, and they would explode. <laughs> <laughs> and he was, of course, called the handyman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. boy. Well, you know that brooms have to be important in this story since yes. they don't have arms. Mops as well, in the okay. big old brooms mop buckets. Mops. Okay, yeah. I, I think that our main character is sympathetic just because you have a janitor who... You know, how, how often do we notice the janitors in our lives? I think they have a reason to want to take over the world. They're tired of being ignored. It's time for them to stand up and, and be counted. 
be noticed. Okay, okay, so if I'm developing this as a story, the first thing I'm going to look at is who would be a sympathetic character? Would it be one of these janitors or yes. would it be someone working against them? Who is the audience going to root for the most? Okay. Um, well, if they're trying to take over the world. They could be doing it for good reasons. They, they might have it's a good It's a very dirty world it. and they want to clean yeah. it up. Clean it up. <laughs> I'm going to clean up this town. There's too many puns to use for this idea. <laughs> Um, so it, it actually, that, that makes me think that we might want to start with a janitor who is part of this conspiracy, and I'm honestly not certain how to make janitors taking over the world not inherently ridiculous, um, but let's start with someone who is behind it and who supports this plan. Actually, you know, we can do this because this is essentially what uh, Fight Club was, was all the blue-collar dudes mm-hmm. rising up against a world that, that didn't appreciate them, and so we can have an idea similar to that. And have this janitor be our main character who's behind this. He supports it. He thinks it's good. He thinks that they can run a better world. And then halfway through, he starts to realize that, that no, it's, it's a bad idea. And okay. he doesn't want to do this. And, and the hero so, has no arms. And the I hero think, has no arms. I think, I think the superhero, um, the reason he has no arms and the reason he's so powerful is because you think about what we use our hands for. He can do all of that with his mind. He can pick up things, move okay. things, throw things, squeeze things, type right. things. Clean things. And he can do it a thousand times better, so he's actually way more powerful than anyone who has arms. Okay, okay. So we've got Professor X um, versus uh, Brad Pitt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and see, I would want to, to flip them halfway. Okay. Because that seems interesting to me. It's to start with a, a superhero as powerful as James is describing him, and then let that power go to his head. Okay. The janitors have destabilized our world enough through, you know, whatever they're, they're blowing up centers of trade or whatever. And this guy has to take over. And once he's in a position of that power, he turns out to be kind of a fascist. Okay. And so the janitor then has to take over the world again to get it back from the superhero who saved it and return it to its original state. Okay. Well, excellent. We are out of time. I'd um, like to thank our guest stars. Thank you very much. You're and, uh, This has been Writing Excuses. Uh, you're out of excuses. Now go write. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.